Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Bill put out a statement early this morning saying that um, his heartbeat was restored while he was on the field. So obviously they're working there with the defibrillator. They're performing CPR. Um, that took about nine or ten minutes. They load him into an ambulance. The ambulance goes to the hospital, and, and that's where he is now, according to the team, uh, in critical condition. That was a clip from uh, from Get Up this morning. That was yeah, Mike Greenberg show. Dan Graziano reading the update from the Bills late last night. I'm sure. I mean, by now, I think by the time everyone's listening to or watching this here on Mackie and Judd, you're well aware of what happened on Monday Night Football last night. I guess my my question for you guys is, and there's just a, a lot of things to to discuss here. I guess, but how does how does something like that change your relationship with football does it because we're, we're sitting here and it's right. like we this thing that we all pretend to be really important yep right though playoff seating and number one overall seed and fantasy championship and all this stuff like we, we i mean if we're being honest we all just sort of pretend like it's really important and then something like that happens and without without really any pushback at all whatsoever except for like the half percent of internet trolls everyone's like Okay. Yep. We don't need to play anymore. Okay. Let's. Uh, right. Let's shut her down. Right. All right. So this is a very in- interesting question that I think goes e- even beyond football and actually impacts life because when you see that and and that's why I don't really blame unless it was just a um, outrageous Skip Bayless like tweet last night. I don't blame most people for what they tweeted because as a human, there is nothing worse than feeling completely helpless. And watching that, you have no control. The doctors do. That's basically it. And so short term, of course, it's going to impact, you know, how I watch games on Sunday because I'm going to be thinking about that play. But I saw a friend at work in 2001 have a heart a heart attack and be get brought back. And I remember I was 31-ish at the time. And I remember the short-term feeling of the helplessness of that um just makes you feel like well sort of what's the point here like we're here on earth but we have no control and uh i what i can tell you is short term this will change how i watch games long term it will change nothing because part of what makes us i think um function is the ability for time to pass and for the feeling of helplessness and questioning to pass because if we maintain that what is the point 
like if we go around every day, and I'm not saying don't be thankful, but I'm saying if we go around every day thinking, okay, I'm going to watch this football game, but a man might die. Um, you know, a guy might get hit in the chest or hockey game. I don't care what the sport is. Um, then the enjoyment is completely gone. And I think one of the greatest things about our brains and how they're built is the ability for time to pass and for it and for us to then, we don't forget it, but it doesn't scar us completely. And so this is going to affect how I watch football probably for the rest of this year, but I can guarantee you it will, it will still impact how I think, but it won't affect how I watch the game eventually because I think we're built in a way where we can contextualize things and, and move on from them. Still appreciate what but we what saw. If he di- what if he dies? That's the thing. Like we've, we've seen, well, Thankfully, we've seen I don't think paralyze it. You know, yeah. we've seen compound fractures. And if I'm with you, like if and it, and, it, and there are some good signs as as at least as good as they could be in a situation like this, that that they saved him on the field. And OK, now there's a path forward here. But yeah. if he comes through, then I think it's easier to do what you're saying, which is, oh, my God, that was terrifying. But OK, everything's fine. Everything, everything good. OK, we're good. Let's let's go play. But if he doesn't. I don't know. Like I need to, I need more than 24 hours to but, sort of process it, but sure. But go back you guys and watch that hit. Like that is a hit. It's, it is a, if that had been a, a helmet to helmet, brutal collision and his neck snapped and he broke his neck and died. Okay. Then I think you're like, Oh my God, I can't watch that again. Do I even want to watch this sport? But when you go back and watch that, and I, I watched that, that play probably 10 times, it's a play that happens all the time. Um, And so to me, that, that it doesn't help, but it definitely changes my perception because that's a play that is not a vicious play. The the receiver and the defensive back did nothing wrong. Like it wasn't like it was this bang bang play. And so yeah, I if he dies, it changes things. But keep in mind, people have died. People have died too. Bill M- Masterton of the North Stars in 1967 fell backwards, hit his head on the ice, taken to the hospital. I think the next day or so he died. Well, Corey Stringer at practice. Yeah, exactly. And some of these things are like, like maybe, maybe in this case, maybe, maybe DeMar Hamlin was a ticking time bomb and it, it could have been any, it could have happened in college. It could have been anything. That's the one thing we don't know is, was he 90% predispositioned? Where this was this was going to happen at some point before he turned thirty years old, I, you know? Yes, it's just I don't know, Dex. You've been a you've been a football fan. You, hell, you've had your own. Yeah. Not, I don't know if you want to talk about this, yeah. but you've had your own medical scares. Yeah, I life. mean, I, I, in terms of just the football fan, I, I think what's always been great about sports, um, and we're in this awesome industry where we get to talk about it and. Kind of weirdly enough, our livelihoods are attached to their livelihoods of how well they perform and how well we criticize them or praise them, X, Y, and Z. Um, And typically, sports have always been this area where we can kind of go back to heal and we can kind of go back to forget. You know, I I think of a kid, I was too young to really grasp it, but I think of 9-11 when baseball came back and and the Mets played. Um, I think about hell. I think about when baseball came back during COVID as the first big thing during COVID of, of such a much needed distraction. Then football came back, et cetera. So there's sports have always been that, but then something like that happens yesterday. And I mean, this is the second time this season where something has happened and I've audibly gasped at my TV screen. Um, the other one being the Tua situation where he had the finger fencing. And that was, 
I think to be honest, I, I know this is, I don't mean this to sound this way, but that was more horrifying to me. The two of things I, I had never seen fencing before. So that was just a, like, oh my God, what, what is that? Where this was, well, his body is doing something. Yeah. Where, where, where the, the Hamlin injury was, oh, oh my God. I mean, you could just tell by the, by the way, cause you've seen guys get woozy and fall back. This was a clear collapse. Like he, he fell back. We all saw it. Um, and that was pretty terrifying cause it, cause it, it's a now it's not just a, a livelihood for him. This is his this is his life. And, you know, when Ryan Clark says, you know, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to get this is life or death. This is football. It's not. It's it. There, there's a job to do. And the fact that you can think that you're going to die on this football field and have that mindset to me is 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 pretty crazy. Yeah, I think I think the thing that was really telling watching on TV because you don't, you know, they didn't have like cameras in there, nor nor should they. Although it sounds like they had a, there's a couple different TV feeds that the ESPN guys, after the fact, Joe Buck and Scott Van Pelt said, we actually get access to a few camera angles that the director didn't put on the actual broadcast. Where I think they said they saw paddles come out, yeah, from the the angles that they saw. But you know, usually when something happens, and and you probably see a handful of times a year where they do have to bring out a stretcher or an ambulance or something, like you see serious injuries, or a guy gets knocked out cold, or there's a worry about a neck injury, and almost every time when they bring that player off the field, I would say about half the time the player will give you an indication with a thumbs up, or the players, if the players, if the injured player is unable to like motion himself his teammates will be like patting him and like, Hey, it's okay. We're going to be okay. You know, encouragement. They loaded him on the ambulance last night. And I think the order of events was they loaded him on and then they had to administer CPR and me. And I don't know if they did the AED on the field or in the ambulance, probably in the ambulance, I would guess. Um, But they load him on and then, okay. After like 15, 20 minutes, they finally drive him away and the crowd cheers. Thousands of people are, Oh God. Okay. Okay. But the players just sat there stone-faced. The players who were watching it all play out. That was the most chilling thing to me is that those guys, they weren't giving like, you know, pats on the leg or pats on the shoulder like you normally would see. Like, hey, man, you're going to be fine. We're going to keep playing. You're going to be fine. They were all crying and stone-faced. And that's when you knew, okay, this is a different. we We in this generation have not seen anything like this before. When you paddle a guy um, like that, which I've seen, it is one of the scariest things. Um, and and like Dex said, from the moment he collapsed, that was not that the injury or the the situation might have been triggered by the hit, a football hit, but that was not a football type of deal. Like ordinarily, if you're concussed and you're going to pass out, you fight it like you like you fall forward because you're trying to get to the sideline or you're stumbling around. Uh, he got up and went down, and like immediately, you could tell this is this is different. Like this is a brain or a heart, but it's not like an injury. This is a serious situation. Uh, You hit on something very intriguing though. And I've always found this to be the most um, interesting. And that is for a group of relatively, for the most part, young people who play a game in which you cannot think about death. You can't even think about getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about being hurt, you usually get hurt. And second of all, Imagine playing that game and not suspending your belief. So you're like, yeah, I could break my leg or my knee could get torn up. Like that would make it so unenjoyable. So you go into playing football, you're in your 20s. So just off the bat, you're infallible in your mind. And now you're th- and now you are not thinking about anything like this. Imagine then 
because I mean, we're for the most part, especially Phil and, and I are old enough now where, where you can handle a little bit more and seeing things, but imagine being, you know, 22, 23, and now yeah. your buddy's being paddled on the field. Like it would be traumatizing to see your parent like that, but this is another young person, your, your comrade who you are about the same age as, and oh my God, that could be me. So like, I am very curious here to see if Bengals and Bills players are going to get help like counseling like like this is a this is an incredibly traumatic thing to have to live through and see and they saw things and it's why they turned away and were crying they saw things that they can't unsee and i feel like i don't want to generalize but i feel like most people under the age of you know 25 or 27 generally you you generally have this aura of invincibility about you even if you're just a normal person right then you're a football player who's one of the top athletes in the world and you make a lot of money and you just, you just don't, you don't think that the, I mean, Ryan Declan brought it, Ryan Clark. I mean, if you missed any Ryan Clark oh. last night and ESPN in general, I know some people in the moment, you know, they just like, what are, what are they doing? You know, why don't they do throw it to something else for God's sake? They're, co- they're covering live breaking news for millions of people. Yeah. Did you want them to throw to? Oh God, uh, let's just throw to Rose Bowl highlights for a half yeah. hour. Yeah, like what? No, like, what th- th- throw it to something else. Throw it to what? Yeah. There's no one other than Joe. For for me, for my money in the industry, give me Joe Buck. After last night, give me Susie Colber and give me Scott Van Pelt to help contextualize and filter and guide the conversation. And Ryan Clark, having had major medical issues in his career. And I believe he collapsed at one point. Um, I don't know the full details, but he has gone through some similar things in his career. And, you know, one thing he said was he didn't even, when he was 24 years old, he didn't even, like, conceive that it was possible that he would die, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you go from that mindset, which you have to have if you're going to play in the NFL, to then mentally coping and dealing with what you saw and just Forget about playing this game. This game should just be scrapped, and I don't really care how, how they handle it. If this affects, like, tiebreakers or something at the bottom of the AFC or if it, like, prevents the Bills from being the number one seed, whatever, like, who cares? But how do you just go play another football game or three more football games in January and swallow what you just saw? And if you do swallow what you just saw, how does that affect you the rest of your life, the rest of your 20s, 30s, you know? There's just such a long tail to this thing, and we don't even know he, we don't even know what the result of it is yet, right? Mm-hmm. It could get worse because he's fighting for his life right now as we record this podcast, anyways. And hopefully he's you know fine. But yeah, that's the thing about about it is how do you how do you watch that at that age playing that game? And I'm not saying that you you can't come back and play. You certainly can. But I'm just saying just the overall that now that we know. And I think also, probably more importantly, discuss things like this, right? Because there was a time where we would have said, boys, put on those helmets again and get back out there and show us what you got. But, you know, we have we have thankfully come past that. And so now that we know what we know about people and their brains and how they operate and what they see and how they're impacted, that's the thing. I, I mean, I don't want to go too far here, but I got to think that there is a level for some of PTSD that takes place from this. Yeah. yeah. Right. Dude. Cause like when you watch that again, a, a, a guy who's your age, he, 
I don't care how he died briefly on the field. So yeah, and you're playing a brutal sport. Like you're playing a sport where you're where you're you know afraid of concussions and things like that, which are bad enough. And now a guy's heart stopped, and we don't know exactly why. Um, but yeah, there's just so many things that I I hope are dealt with now because I feel like 20 years ago they wouldn't have been. It would have just been like, when can we reschedule that game and let's play football and and let's get back to the fun of football and reactions of the players and I mean Diggs crying, Josh Allen looking like he's pale as a ghost, who's typically one of the most cool, calm, collected. Joe Burrow. I mean, hell, Joe Burrow, who is always Joe Cool. I might throw a pick or I'm down five. Doesn't matter. I have the same face on. Uh, I'm going to win this football game. It kind of reminds me of like whenever you experience turbulence on an airplane, my biggest go-to is how are the stewardess, rea- how, how are the flight attendants reacting? Are the flight attendants panicking? Because if they start to panic, then I'm going to panic. Then I Now yeah. it's not just, oh, this is rough air and this is uncomfortable. This is, what are the professionals doing here? How are they handling the situation? Because that trickles down to the Joe Schmoes eating their peanuts and drinking their ginger ale in the, in the airplane seat. Same thing for the people watching the football game when they see like the heroes and the athletes that they admire and look up to the most and they have those reactions. To Judd's point, the PTSD and also the, the mental health part of this is almost just as important uh, as anything else. Yeah. By the way, we we do have. I, I I real quick. I I fully agree on the. You're always looking for other people to tell you how you should feel in moments of crisis or uncertainty. And if Joe Burrow has that look on his face, if Josh Allen, like I, it's a good point, Dex. By the way, we have. And again, we're recording this sort of you know mid late morning, on um on this Tuesday. So this this could change by the time, but. Um, there's not that much information coming out, and so I feel like we should at least, as something comes out during the recording here, we should at least pass it on. So Jordan Rooney, he was I saw him on Twitter last night. He's a marketing rep for DeMar Hamlin and a spokesman for the Hamlin family. He was on Good Morning America a little while ago, and he said, I can't speak specifically on his medical condition, but I will say that he's fighting. He's a fighter. The family is in good spirits. We're honestly just taking it minute by minute hour by hour. And I've seen some other, and again, grain of salt here, but I've seen some medical professionals on social media try to figure out sort of, okay, based on what we know, cardiac arrest, AED, you know, CPR, the fact that they were able to get his pulse going again and then get him on an intubator, I think, right? Don't they have him, they have him sedated and I think they have him intubated. That was a report Um, I saw at one point. That that's actually a that's a good standard thing that, okay, get his pulse going. And then from there, just make sure that he, his vitals are as stable as possible and then figure out what's next. So, you know, not the, not, not the, the best signs, obviously, because of what happened, but some, a path forward, I guess, is how you would characterize and, this. So. You know, I, I think we, as sports analysts, you know, we can always have takes whether we're right or wrong about Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk Cousins is overrated. Kirk Cousins is underrated whatever it's it's the medical part of this where and this is something that's completely up in the air but when people try to play doctor um that shouldn't be playing doctor it's it's best yeah. to just kind of be quiet about it and like my my sister is a level 1 trauma pa the same place where he would have gone if he was in St. Paul would be the same place that my sister works at you know so i think of all of all of that as well like thankfully he was near a level 1 trauma center that's right down the road essentially from the bang, from where the Bengals were playing uh, cuz every minute of that is incredibly important when when you're unconscious 
Yeah, and that's that's the one good good thing though is this sport is fully equipped. In fact, I saw a thing this morning that teams actually before games have have a system, have procedures and practices that they go through for exactly this. So like they've got doctors of all sorts on staff, trainers, blah blah blah, and so they they go through a worst case crisis situation. Um so like this is the only good thing about this entire thing is if it was going to happen at a football game, it, it happened with as much personnel who could immediately diagnose, start uh, treatment, get, get him in, you know, to the hospital as quickly as possible. Uh, that's the one good thing is, is the National Football League at times can struggle with being, I think, compassionate and sympathetic. And I think they can struggle at times with, yeah. with concussions because we don't understand the brain. Uh, but if you have something physically wrong that, you know, is a heart, is something else, and you're on a field, they're probably going to do about as good as anyone in the country can possibly do. Yeah. So, like, that's the one redeeming thing. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. So, um, I guess we'll just, like everyone else, we'll just sort of wait and see what happens. And we'll. See. it's hard to know sort of how to operate, too. I saw the Vikings already canceled a Harrison Smith charity. I think it was like a flag football event today. Just Oh, did they? I think the NFL world is just trying to take a deep breath here for today. This is a generally an off day anyway. It's a Tuesday. Right. And then just see how this sort of progresses, but it is hard. I mean, we will mix in, we'll, we'll, we'll get our guy, you know, Randy and cottage Grove on, and we'll, we'll do some of our normal programming here today. And we'll have some discussions on purple daily about the state of the Vikings after getting smoked, but it's, it's, it just feels sort of weird and awkward to have normal football and sports conversations. Like we're going to, okay, now we're going to reimmerse into how important this is. And right. Well, when for at least a day it does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, look, you know, I, I was at the strip at the time, but when the stringer thing occurred, you know, you talk about like, cause, cause I mean, that was here and you talk about, about really being, tormented on how to address things you know like a player this young man and again that's the thing is the you know these young kids who were so healthy seemingly yeah. and Corey was just gone and it was at the time like now you put the pieces of the puzzle together and it's not as probably big a shock uh but at that time you know it's like oh my god you know he was just healthy and practicing and then he didn't feel well and now he's dead yeah so like i i don't think there's any good i don't think there's as long as you're compassionate, I don't think there's a bad way to approach it as far as because because the thing is, it's so out of the realm of what we can comprehend. Yeah, It really is. By the way, I did not know this, but it's coming out that Patrick Jones, Vikings outside linebacker slash edge rusher, Patrick Jones, was teammates with DeMar Hamlin at the University of Pittsburgh. Yep. And he just put out a tweet praying for you. Number three, uh, the NFL Referees Association put out a statement. I mean, you know, they're sitting there. Un that's an unprecedented situation for them to trying to weigh what the NFL league office is relaying and what the coaches want to do and just trying to handle that whole thing delicately. On behalf of the NFL officials working the Bills-Bengals game last night, we offer our thoughts and prayers for a speedy recovery for DeMar Hamlin. Additionally, we commend the emergency medical staff and doctors who quickly responded on the field to DeMar's serious health issue. Like the players and coaches, our officials fully supported the suspension of this game as we all, as all attention needed to be focused on Demar's health. Um, we will touch on a couple more things related to this on Purple Daily today. 
and uh, and we'll we'll rank teams like we do every Tuesday and whatnot. But we're just like all of you. We're just sort of waiting for more information to come out and hoping that uh, Demar Hamlin turns a corner at some point. So uh, we're going to take a pause, Mackie and Judd, and we'll get our friend, the most passionate Vikings fan we know, Randy and Cottage Grove, in for a dud stable football. All right, he is the most passionate Vikings fan we know. And through his mock draft work and film study over the years, we can vouch he has correctly nailed multiple Vikings draft picks, predicting them beforehand. He is our friend, Randy Vikes69 on Twitter, Randy in Cottage Grove. Hey, Randy. Uh, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet morning here, uh, obviously, with the uh, the Hamlin situation. But how are you doing today? You know what? Uh... You know, you guys know me. I'm a guy who likes uh, likes the likes big hits. You know, I, I, I do like uh, like I like when people you know kind of get get popped, and uh, and that the strange thing about that that one is it wasn't even the biggest collision. It was just a as they say, a, a, seemed like a fluke kind of a thing. And it it is it is it is scary. I mean, it it, it is nothing more you can can say about that. But uh, you know, you got to hope hope the best for the 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 kid and. Uh, you know, hope hope that he can get back, uh, you know, get back in his feet. Yeah, amen, Randy. Amen, Randy. Um, well, you know, it's uh, it's kind of weird to just talk football today, but the Vikings, uh, the Vikings did play a game kind of against the Packers the other day. So uh, how do you how do you stack that one up against the other blowout losses that the Vikings have have thrown at us this season? What 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 other blowout loss was there? Uh, what do you mean? Well, I guess Dallas. Okay, yeah. too. Philadelphia. Well, Philadelphia was a we got hosed in that game, if I recall. Yeah, oh man, uh, that's right. I'm with Randy. Wait, you can even say that the, the Detroit game was kind of out of hand for a little while too. You could, yeah. you could. That was like a ten point loss. You could almost include that as a blowout loss. But that was the Dan Campbell factor. I mean, with with oh, okay. with, with this game, you know, a, a lot of us at the bar were were upset because we, for a good chunk of the game, we didn't get any touchdown shots. Uh, it was a was a pay your own way, as they say, and uh, we did. You know, we 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 got we got good and lubed up, and and we never had anything to go crazy for. So, uh, you know, I, I've 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 watched that game back three times now, full f- for the full game, not not even zooming around to the what? Point. Why? To get a sense of it, to try to see what went wrong, and and you know the no, number one thing i i can figure out is is uh, you know we, we didn't intend to win that game we 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 didn't show up with uh, with a you know requisite uh, a game plan as they say and the, the, i think there might have been a reason for that it, when, you know you you look at next week more, most likely the giants are going to rest some guys we weren't really going to have a shot at at you know that that one seed really so you look at the playoffs and and your your koc uh, who who would you rather play? You wait a be- second, wait a second, wait a second. Are you I- insinuating that the that the Vikings threw that game against the Packers on purpose? <laughs> just kind of took, just kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit. Wow. Uh, well, you know, who would you rather play? You want to be the two the, the two seed and and have to play the you know the Lions, who I think are real dangerous, uh, or 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 uh, you know Green Green Bay, who is capable of you know squeaking one out against you if, if you're trying. Uh, but but in this case, uh, we, what what upsets me because uh, I like that strategy. They're saying we want to play Deboli, we want to play Deboli, we want the Giants again. We just beat them. 
the, we just, it, the, 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 the bully. I think that's a great the bully. Uh, it sounds like a restaurant. The bully. Yeah, yeah, Brian, uh, Brian the bully. The Giants coach. They, they, they were <laughs> the just bully. Here. Uh, the bully. The bully. The bully. Yeah, yeah. They were just here, and we 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 beat their ass, and 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 so we're thinking let's let's tee that up. Let's I'm not sure that. if beat their ass is how I would classify the Giants Vikings contest, but you know we we won. It's a great win. Damn right, and, right. and so so they so they went in thinking we you know we'll just kind of see what happens, kind of feel it out. But as soon as you know we we took our we we didn't try to punch it in after that. Uh, First turnover, we took the three points. I said, we're not going to win this game. They're, they, they're just here to kind of get get some stretching in, get get a couple of, you know, get a look at a few guys. What what bothers me is if that was your strategy, what, why do you got why you got Schlappen out there? You could use him in the playoffs. Now he's toast. You know, don't if you're going to do that, why is he out there? You know, why 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 is why is Schlappen? I mean, he was out really there? the only center on your team yeah, that had ever you, played in a football game before. That's that's one reason why he was out there. If you're going to punt on the game. Then just start read. That's what I say, and 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 so that I have some issues with the way they went about it. But the strategy I think is 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 sound. You know, you wanna you wanna you wanna play the bully, and then you wanna lock yourself. As soon as they knew the Giants were locked into the six, they wanted to drop down to the three. So just put some scrubs in and rest your studs. Well, what, why did Kirk play then, or Justin Jefferson? Get some reps. You know, to get reps. Well, Jefferson they, they, Jefferson barely played, Judd. Maybe they, yeah, they that's just a good point. Go out there and get some that's cardio. Jair Alexander in, played. Yeah. Jefferson showed up. Well, now they <laughs> got point. now, and, and now you see he was he was yelling. He's throwing helmets and stuff. Now they got in. You know they 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 throw throw up his mojo. So KOC, you know, if you're listening, next time you want to want to want to you know just kind of punt on a game like that, put put the you know put in the reserves. Put uh, you know let. let uh, let McLeod Bethel Thompson get get a peek or whoever. You know, I hadn't thought about this, but I think the idea that KOC is playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers is valid here. Get Justin Jefferson out there, get some cardio work in, but demand behind his back that he doesn't get any looks until the third quarter so that you, you throw the game, you get the Giants, the favorable opponent, and you've got a, a worked-up, Fired-up Justin Jefferson going into the the postseason. And then you I had Green not Bay, thought you about this, Green Randy. Bay this in. is genius. And then you let Green Bay in the tournament, as they call it. And 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 you know you, if you're going to have to face one of them or the Lions in a future round, you'd rather face the Packers. Rope-a-dope them, yeah. You know, I, it, that's the best I can go with. It, nothing else that's, makes sense. After watching that uh, game a total of four <laughs> times. No, they got their ass kicked. That makes sense if you think about it, Randy. <laughs> I watched that game four times. Also, that that uh, grass there is a joke. It is joke. a joke, but you, you know you it, want is, to it talk is about winter a, a in Wisconsin. Sour grapes, right there. Heat it up. You know, they put some heaters under that field. I can't they, figure they it out. They have that, Randy. Well, it didn't work, did it? Uh, I think it was slippery, so it did work. Go back and watch the game, Jeff. How many times have you watched? Yeah, Jeff. It? Uh, yeah, I John, watched, How many times have you I watched only, the game? Jeff only when he, Needed to watch that game once. One viewing was plenty for it, this, Jeff. Halfway through my second time, it started to look a little different, and by the end of the fourth time, it all made sense. Mm. That might have been the booze, actually. I was going to say, how many how many shots were you in by the fourth I time? Watched watched? It, I watched two of the times I was sober. Okay. 
Actually, uh, this might be a time. To, uh, Dex, should we shout out Lake Ridge Liquors? Are we still? We're doing that, right? Lake Ridge Liquors. Yeah, we. Yeah, the, go go check out Lake Ridge Liquors in Badness Heights, <laughs> off Six Ninety Four and Rice Street. Uh, they have a great Our schedule's selection. Schedule's a little off here. I think I think yeah. we're still talking about. Uh, uh, they have a forty foot long whiskey wall, a lot of Surleys, a lot of great products. My guy Derek will hook you up. Go check out Lake Ridge Liquors in, in Badness Heights. Yeah, stock up, man. Stock up. Uh, also, a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They have been a guiding hand for businesses for over 100 years based in Owatonna, Minnesota. And uh, and they can provide the expertise and uh, maybe just the peace of mind you need to get your business to the next level, to protect against risks on the horizon, like having a great offensive line for your business. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business, to protect yours. All right, uh, Randy, are you ready for your weekly stable here? Yes. Okay. okay. Feels like it's uh, probably a dud stable from what we gather, but you go ahead. Okay, this is a, a sort of a hybrid stable because uh, we're taking a long view Okay. on this. Uh, it wasn't a fun game, I'll tell you that. It, it, I, I understand what they were trying to do, but talking about getting you know none of us were snug there were no touchdown shots so we it took a few viewings to see what koc was was trying to do but i get it now you want to play the bully so koc for the strategy at least i didn't like all the ways you implemented it but getting to play the team you want in the first round you're stud like hmm. this actually some interesting uh, mental gymnastics here no no randy's on, on to something mental good, good stuff randy i'm with you don't let them talk you down but uh, uh Schlappmann, <laughs> Uh, if you you didn't know if your ankle or whatever you broke was full go, you need to walk up to the coaches and say, "I, I if we're going to punt this game, I shouldn't be out there. You didn't do that. You, you got yourself hurt. Now you're not available to us in that game against the Giants. So Schlotman, you're dud. So you're saying that the players were told beforehand, don't really try too hard. Greg Josephs, you, 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 you sense from the start that this is a game that, you know, they're going to put you in. In a t- typical spot, KOC's got what they call stones, and he goes for it there on fourth and tries to punch it in. You you got to look at him and say, you go for it. And you, if you, you know, and you knew this was going to be a field goal, and he's going to try to get three on the board, fine. But then when you yank those other ones, it was so obvious that you tried to yank them. If you're going to try to f- sort of like a fake, like you're trying to hit it, you got to follow through. You got to have a big swing. The next time you're trying to miss field goals on purpose, Josephs, <laughs> do it right. You're a dud. Okay, okay no, so no, he's, uh, it's, it's, it's we are. poor form in trying to miss we field goals on reaching purpose. On Who watched the game this four is, times? Who watched yeah. the game four I, times? You might have stopped at, tw- at two. And, and finally, and finally, Kirk, Kirk, you've been zinging it right in there in what they call uh, tight window throws, small window throws mm-hmm. all year long to J.J. And this time, you're overthrowing him. JJ fell down. That was obviously, you know, sort of a self trip. But when you're going to try to bounce past one, at least get it close enough that it looks like you're trying to complete the pass. Kirk Cousins, you got to work on your acting. You're a dud. <laughs> a self well, trip. That is, and, and he's gone. Poof, he's gone. Well, I got to say that's one of the most creative dud stud stables I've ever heard. That is one way to. Mentally cope with what happened against the backers, I guess. If you just, if you view it, if you watch the game four times and you now view it through the prism of the Vikings throwing the game, I'm going to have to go back and watch it that way. I kind of like that idea. Go back and watch it as if the Vikings are losing on purpose. 
He's right. Why would you think about it? So you block a punt accidentally, probably, right? Because you're not trying to win the game. But Josh, you, block you, know a, what? you block a punt on Mattelis accident. didn't know. They He's didn't so tell good. him. They told Schlotman. Yeah, well, no, I think Metellus, Metellus is like the softball player guy that accidentally hits home runs. So bro, Randy. Uh, bro, I, what do you want me to do? It's just my swing. It's grooved. We're past the two home run limit, and he just can't help himself. <laughs> Metellus is like, bro, what do you I just, I block punts. What do you want me to do? And uh, so he blocks the punt, and then, okay, oh, God, that was unfortunate. Now we have the ball at, like, the one-yard line. Let's uh, Let's just run it up the middle behind a backup center a few times. That'll prevent us from scoring a touchdown. And then, okay, so you prevent yourself from scoring a touchdown. What's the next thing you would do? You'd let them return the kick. Just give 105 up a yards for lane, a touchdown. Got to give the momentum lane. back to the Packers. And then you would, and then you would uh, fake a couple injuries and bring in some backups that don't know what they're doing and commit a bunch of penalties and throw some. Like, Kirk Cousins doesn't turn the ball over four Kirk, times. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins? Well, and don't forget the J.J. self-trip. The self trip, he said. He said on the on the Kirk pick that was intended oh, for Jefferson, it. where Jefferson fell That's down. Right. That 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 JJ purposely tripped himself and fell to make it look good. It all makes sense. This is the homework assignment for everyone, listeners. Go back and watch that game four times through the prism that Randy just presented. Go back and watch it four times and oh, just and, once and torture yourself into finding a way that it's a positive. <laughs> Um, we do have a statement here from the family of DeMar Hamlin that just came across. And then I have a question for you guys. On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during his challenging time. We're deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at UC Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar we feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep Damar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you, the Hamlin family. So we've now heard from the team, the family, the league, the refs. There's really nothing else to, to say until there's medical updates, I guess. I will say this. The coaches did a great job. I thought it was I thought that for for Taylor to walk across the field and go consult with McDermott and you could tell he was basically saying I'll shut this thing down if you want and mm-hmm. I don't want to um I don't want to disparage old school coaches but that felt very new school like that felt like an O'Connell McVay like very uh very compassionate and very mm-hmm. in tune with players and you know what a guy like bud grant might have done the exact same thing but i just i really liked what i saw because like there was this fear that oh my god they're gonna go back and play and 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 that might not have been true i have no clue right like we don't know that uh but there was this fear of that and i love the fact that the people at the stadium like didn't wait for guidance uh they they took the preliminary step to say we are not going to play for now and then the, the league you know came in and did the right thing but that really starts with the coaches, and I thought that that was a really, really cool thing to, yeah. to watch because I don't know. I don't know 25 years ago it plays out like that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, it was just, yeah, it was just ma- mature, empathetic heads met in the middle and exactly. prevailed. And I'm sure the, the officials were probably saying, too, like, hey, whatever, whatever you guys 
mm-hmm. want to do, go ahead and do it. And I was actually pretty impressed, too, by the fans because sometimes – you never know how drunk fans mm-hmm. at an NFL game. It's a it's a night game. They've all been drinking and tailgating. Everyone's probably still off on a Monday, and you know I half expected when they went off the field that there'd be some booze. They, they, those players got a standing ovation from the fans when both teams went into the locker room. Yeah, and obviously it's it's a lot different now than maybe it would have been fifteen or twenty or thirty years ago because everyone's got social media in their hands and everyone's sort of following the updates. So they all knew what was going on. And maybe that wouldn't have been the case 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I don't know that they stopped the game. I think you just, uh, maybe you give them the five minutes, you swallow hard, yeah, and you shake it know. off, and you and you get your ass out there, right? Well, the, the Chuck Hughes, so 1971, Lions versus Bears, Lions wide receiver Chuck Hughes was the only player to die on an NFL field. And I think that happened toward the end of the game, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure it did. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go and like sort of. There are some some mashups on YouTube where they take like the radio broadcast and layer it over some film. And but it was, it, they didn't have like the Monday Night Football production. It was 1971 NFL. But I think they just sort of they were toward the end of the game. It wasn't first quarter, um, and that was just a different time. Man, that was 50 years ago. Right. So oh, they yeah. sort of nudge him a couple times and see if he's moving, and then they just. Bring him out the field, but yeah, everyone. I was I was half expecting like some booze, half expecting them to go play again. That the NFL would would mandate no, we we can't set this precedent because then what what happened? I could totally see that as a discussion, right? Well, then what? Okay, every time there's a it's a violent right. sport. Every time someone goes down, we're just going to stop games and suspend games. Yeah. I could see them arguing for precedent, oh. and I'm glad that they that they didn't. Case by case, right? Like, I like because I mean, you could tell that that was dire. Um, it might be wrong, but I don't think they're all. If a guy can give a thumbs up, they're going to play, right? So, so like, because I mean, we have seen guys, and it's terrible, but we have seen guys paralyzed, um, or partially paralyzed. And I think if they can give the thumbs up, or it's clear that they're conscious, we're going to play. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was very smart to t- take this as a case by case. And again, from the moment he collapsed, you said this is not just l- like a normal football thing. Yeah, this is something extremely, extremely uh, concerning. So yeah, I thought everyone from the network on from the network to, to the coaches to the league, I thought everyone did the right thing. And the other thing too is, you know, I think there were some folks who are like, "You got to cancel this now." It takes some work to cancel something. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, it's, okay. Like, yeah, it's, it's okay to it's take okay 20 to take or 30 minutes to just figure everything out and exactly. get your bearings. Yeah. But it's social media, right? If this one, you know, go back 50 years when uh, when Chuck Hughes died. And I don't know, maybe they did stop that game. I actually don't know. I, I, I think they finished it. Um, but if they would have taken 30 or 40 minutes to collect themselves and stop the game during the non-social media era, the next day or that night on the local news or the next morning in your newspaper, you would have just read, oh, this tragedy happened, and they stopped the game. There wouldn't have been this scrutinization of, Time. did they stop it? If they, if they don't stop it within 12 minutes, then they're making like, this is These are people, this is a, a huge multi-billion dollar entity with a lot of tentacles, and there's TV, and there's 70,000 fans in the stadium, and a guy just got ambulance out. Give people 20 or 30 minutes to take a deep breath. Go back to the locker room. Everyone take a deep breath. Let's discuss what to do. I'm 
totally fine with that. Yes, yes, this immediate thing of, well, they have to cancel it. Well, yes, I agree with that, but like they don't They'll have get to there. come down. Yeah. Exactly. Like it takes it takes some time to cancel a, a Monday night football game. Mm-hmm. So mm. I thought they did a great job as far yeah. as the going through that. Yes. Um, you know who else does a great job? Our friends at Finch Home Solutions. Mm-hmm. It, they, they do it. It takes only one call to Finch to get any electrical issues in your home solved. The key thing is don't wait until something goes wrong. Flickering lights, a, a, a outlet that looks that looks odd, and you're like, I don't know. You know what? This is not a time to DIY. This is a time to call Finch and get it fixed. And right, right now, Finch is offering a free home safety inspection to all of our listeners. Be sure to tell them that you heard about Finch on Score North because there are special deals for you then. Go to uh, finchhomesolutions.com, or you can call them, 612-357-2604. Finchhomesolutions.com. Don't DIY this. That's dangerous. Have Finch, the true professionals, help you out. Yep. All right, dudes. Well, uh, that's Mackie and Judd for today. We will tomorrow have Write That Down predictions and an accountability session as we get closer to the end of the 2022 Write That Down season. And on Purple Daily, we will discuss a really interesting Kirk Cousins trend that old Macadac discovered after a couple adult beverages uh, yesterday after a listener email. All right. Something that's going to, I think, blow your mind and create some great discussion. <laughs> yes, I was doing shots on a Monday afternoon. It was great. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Mackie and Judge. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players, that is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.